Today is July 21st, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Rodal here on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network, talking to you. I'm here for you if you are listening. Um, the Marlins season is headed towards the trade deadline as a major factor impacting the season. Yesterday, New York Times had an article about spin rates in baseball as overall this season in the major leagues has been a season of transition filled with injuries all over the league and adjustments as pitchers now have to throw without sticky substances and decision makers are faced with a full season's length it's a weird state of the game so what i'd like to do today is catch you up on the marlins look at their organization starting in jupiter and just catch you up to the major leagues take a peek at their game last night and set you up for today in marlins baseball so uh yesterday the jupiter hammerheads sent chris mokma to the mound um following up an outing last week where he gave up eight runs in less than two innings chris at 20 years old, still looking to develop and improve as a prospect, pitched six solid innings of one-run ball to get him back on track and set the target straight ahead. Um, this outing kept the team in the game, and the bullpen was successfully able to bridge it to Eli Lobos, who's a 24-year-old prospect that I wanted to just talk about for a second, because he recorded his second save for the Hammerheads last night, struck out two batters to do it and has mostly pitched in low A, only briefly appeared at high A, gave up two runs in that appearance back in 2018. But now that he's in the Marlins organization as a reliever, he's looking to max out his development from that position. And last night he was effective. Uh, Furthermore, with the Hammerheads, Nassim Nunez singled to lead off the game, came around to score on some wild pitches, had a two-hit game as well and got another rep on the base pass, but was thrown out, stealing this time around. The Hammerheads were able to score regularly in this game. Uh, Davis Bradshaw had a sacrifice fly in the second, and Javon Cody had an extra base hit. Um, the middle of the order was pretty lax. Nick Reedy was hitless. Victor Mesa Jr. had just a single. The Hammerheads would win 5-2. to two. Then at perfect game field in Cedar Rapids, the Beloit Snappers took on the Cedar Rapids Cornhuskers. Uh, Kyle Nichols got the start and pitched the best outing of his young career. He struck out 11 in a start back in May, has pitched to an overall ERA of 5.7, but last night he went six innings, a career high, and struck out 10 on just 93 pitches, throwing to Will Banfield. In relief, Brady Puckett gave up two runs, but in the ninth, down one, Marcos Rivera led off with a much-needed double. After an error and a pass ball, he came around to score, put, but the offense failed to execute with three consecutive Ks to end the top of the ninth. With the tie, Tyler Mitzel came in and he could not record an out, as two consecutive hits ended the night at perfect game field in Cedar Rapids and a snapper's loss away. With the blue Wahoos, Griffin Conine had his first game at double-A on the road in Montgomery, batting third. Against Tobias Myers, the 2016 sixth rounder, 
taken out of Winter Haven High School. A high school prospect risen through the ranks, made it all the way to double A, and held the Blue Wahoos hitless through six as Tobias collected 12 strikeouts. His night was done then. Uh, Will Stewart on the mound for Pensacola paired him well with solid through five, allowing just one earned run, but gave up a bit of ground on three walks, two hits. Matt, pardon me, Pobareko made his first appearance out of the bullpen for the Marlins organization. 29-year-old who's reached AAA in the past and was pitching most recently for the Sioux City Explorers in the American Association, striking out 37 in like 24 innings, pitched pretty good results. And in his first appearance, two strikeouts, shutout in of relief. Pretty good start. Um, despite getting a run in the eighth on a Galil Cribs double, the Blue Wahoos just didn't have it. Offense went down easy. Griffin Conine wore the Gordon Sombrero in Montgomery with four strikeouts, but no one could really say anything, as Blade, Burdick, and Connor Justice at least worked walks, but the double was the team's only hit. Altogether, 18 strikeouts, 27 outs. In Jacksonville, though, the hits were potent. Paul Campbell got the start ahead of a possible return from suspension on August 4th. Still viewed as starting depth despite a positive test for a performance-enhancing substance back in May. This was his first outing since May 3rd. Uh, Brian Anderson also stepped in at third, batting second. To start the game, Paul Campbell did walk Lorenzo Kane in the first, but otherwise held a stable start. Brian Anderson recorded his first hit at AAA in the first inning, but both offenses were scarce until the fifth. Having gone full four innings on 55 pitches, allowing just a single hit with three strikeouts, Paul Campbell was forced to work a couple of rough at-bats, giving up two walks on 15 pitches, giving him 70 pitches on the game, and just ending his outing. Parker Bug came in, and after a caught stealing, a strikeout, a walk, and a flyout, the inning was over without any runs scored. With a six-pitch at-bat of his own, Brian Miller nailed a double, and Justin Twine brought him home to get the Jumbo Shrimp on the board and ahead. Jake Fishman pitched a scoreless inning, while Jorge Guzman struck out five in his two innings of work to close it out with a win for the Jumbo Shrimp. Big Fish Small Pod is brought to you by 305 Candles. Get 10% off your entire order at 305candles.com with discount code Fish stripes. For the Marlins, Trevor Rogers was held to a pitch count in his first game of the second half. Uh, Miggy Rowe led off with a single, lifted and blew to left center, and Hizan seemingly had the same idea of flying lightly deep to left-hand center for the out, before Starling Marte made it to on base. But swingman Paolo Espino settled it down and made his pitches, getting Jesus Aguilar to hit one right into the shift to end the inning. Trevor Rogers was his typical self. Shy a bit of spin per baseball savant, and about an inch of movement on his changeup. The results were there as he kept Miami in it through five, again on a pitch count, while his five strikeouts, three walks, and five hits allowed two runs too. Despite the dip in stuff, you kind of consider it a successful outing, as his changeup was hittable and 
generated weak contact, but didn't miss bats. The Marlins were through five, down two. They had their shot in the sixth against Austin Voth. Isan Diaz worked a seven-pitch walk, and Starling Marte took his 1-0 pitch on a line for a single, bringing up Adam Duvall, who took a fastball down the middle out of the park for his 21st home run of the year. The score now 3-2. Bottom six with Rodgers now out of the game, Richard Blyer came in, and after a quick ground out, Washington batters were able to hit him the other way. As an excellent pinch hitting at bat by lefty Yadiel Hernandez took him away deep down the line for a game-tying single. Alcides Escobar stepped to the plate. Blyer pitched him hard inside, making him foul off, hit his foot, and then just straight up hitting him with a pitch in the arm. Alcides left the game, and Blyer continued to argue his case that the pitch should have been a third strike on a swing that would have ended the inning. With Blyer's night over and subsequently ejected, Anthony Bender came in with men on and allowed two singles by Trey Turner. Juan Soto, the most talented national players in the lineup, got to Bender and swung the game in the Nationals' favor. As the Marlins went down to Kyle Finnegan, Daniel Hudson, and Brad Hand to end the game. A solo shot by Josh Harrison off of Stephen Oker set the final score of 6-3. With Sandy tending to personal matters, the Marlins have yet to announce a starter for today, July 21st, but the game time is set for 7.05 on a getaway night. At Fish Stripes, we'll have you covered for an announcement of the starter. Don alluded to the fact that it'll likely be a call-up of some sort ahead of this series finale against the Nationals as the Marlins look to break their four-game losing streak. Game thread will be open up prior to the game, but any other rumors, news, analysis, and insights can be found over on fishstripes.com. For now, that's all for the podcast. As always, I've been A.T. Riddell. We'll be back to your ears after this.